Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Bienvenuti, uh, not another true crime podcast. That was my, like, Uh-oh. high school through college Italian education. You took Italian that long? Yeah. Wow. I only stopped because they were annoying when I went abroad to France because, I don't know, they have a rivalry. Wait, France Probably. was annoying about, like, the French were annoying about it or <laughs> they, your school? Yeah, they, like, wouldn't let me take Italian. Like, they wouldn't. Oh. That was so fucking dumb. Anyway. Okay. But, well, yeah. I have I never taken an Italian class. I've eaten bowls of pasta. Did not help me comprehend a lot in this documentary, but l- thankfully the documentary was in both languages, so that was good. Yes, I know. I was like, <laughs> it's funny because learning Italian has literally only been useful like two times, and <laughs> one was like when I visited my family, but not even in the major cities because they like hear me trying my best, and they just go like, oh, okay, like what do you want? <laughs> I feel that is kind of just how everywhere else in the world handles Americans, where you're just like, you're, we're holding up our Duolingo. Um, bonjour, and they're like, "Do you?" I'm assuming you want bread. Yeah, <laughs> bread and soda. You disgusting animal. And I'm like, mercy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then one time there was like, I feel like, do you ever have this like fantasy of like someone's gonna need you for your random specific skills? So I, my my dream was like, someone on the subway would ask me for hey, I've never Italian, had and I'd be like, oh my god, this is my moment. That happened one time, and I was. We like, did it, it really. Was- they did one time. Did you give them the right directions? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's actually good. I'm bad at doing that in English sometimes. So the fact that you're able to do that in Italian is a testament. Well, yeah. I feel like I, I only know like the one subway line that I take. And mm. then if someone, if I'm down by like Canal Street and someone asks me for directions, I'm like, no, <laughs> that we're, is a, we're off the grid literally. For, for any listener who ever comes to visit, if you don't live in the city, if you visit New York and you ask someone on the subway, oh, is this going uptown? Or like, is this to this street? And like, oh my God, yeah. 40% chance they are just like, I don't know what, I don't know if yeah. I'm right, but I wanted to give you an answer because I wanted to feel like a cool New Yorker. That, like, I know, right? Or are. like they're in a bad mood, like having a bad day, give you wrong directions oh. on purpose. Actually, trust no bitch. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're better off trusting the signs. Yeah. So you don't fuck with the map directions, but we are fucking with the director of Don't Fuck With Cats again, because Sarah, he yeah. unearthed this documentary, which is really interesting because- I, when I read that it was by him, I kind of got productionally kind of some similarities. I don't really know, but it was an extremely different story. Yeah. I mean, it was wild. Like, I honestly am not convinced that this, like, is real because it was just so out of control. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it literally is just like if you had every sort of true crime possible topic in one, it was like a kidnapping. And then it was like the mafia, but then it was also like intergovernmental conspiracies and, <laughs> and like the, the KGB and the Pope and the, va- and I'm like, are you serious? Like, it felt like, like, yeah, like someone like trying to like come up with an excuse to get into plans and dropping everything. I'm like, you could have just said one. Yeah. <laughs> or just said like, I can't make it. Like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, we don't need to need, it's like at this point, we don't need a reason anymore. You know, like if you say you have the stomach flu, I know you're hungover. You know, if if I say you have a cold, I know you just don't want to come. Something about, and I think it maybe is getting older, 
And then, and now sorry, we're becoming that meme I sent you where it's like, okay, let's get into it 40 minutes later. But uh, yes, oh my God. <laughs> but I feel like something about getting older is now I'm just like honest. I'm like, I- I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just not going. Hey, man, it's real. I, I feel like I, I don't begrudge anybody for right? not canceling plans. And you know what? Because it's, it's, the truth is impenetrable. And I feel like that ties into our podcast too. Cause like if you're like, I'm tired, yeah. they can't be like, what do you mean you're tired? You're just like, I'm tired. Yep. I mean, I, f- I feel bad for this family. They're tired. They're t- they're fucking tired. They're tired. So we watched uh, this documentary called Vatican Girl, and it's on Netflix. It's four parts. I thought it was three parts, and I was like so relieved. And then not quite. When the third part ended, I was like, "Wow, that was abrupt." Like that's the end of the documentary. And then I was like, "Fuck." Oh, uh, okay. We gotta go to the um, church. It is a good watch, but I would say like, don't try to cram it all in necessarily yeah i watched it it was kind of my like monday to thursday show so i watched one yes. episode yeah 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 which was a nice that's part. good because like you know it's hard it's a lot like there's a good portion of it in italian it's not like that other one maria martha where we like <laughs> everything watched was, eight yeah. hours in spanish i'm still not over that <laughs> so it's not like that one so it was good but you know me like i can't i don't have an attention span and i was like watching and being like oh i can just listen because, like, I know Italian. And you helped the family like, on the subway. Yeah, you know Italian. I, one time. And then I was like, I don't understand what these people are saying. Like, I kept having to, like, go back and rewind. Also, because, like, I was trying to, like, I was trying to train myself. And there were parts that I could understand. Oh, that's um, cool. Okay. But the subtitles, like, I wanted to listen to it first and read the subtitle after. Yeah. And the subtitles, like, disappeared too fast. So I was like, okay, this is not my Duolingo moment. I need to just, like sit down and watch this yeah no you need you need your full attention for it unless you are a native italian speaker then in which case go off <laughs> yes also in which also because like there's just so much that happens and you're just like what like it's Even almost it like abducting in english in i would be like vibe. what is happening yeah exactly it's very confusing. i mean it's a little it's a it's less out there than abduction in plain sight mostly because there's no aliens no aliens were involved because um, if there was a parents part five, seemed probably. very normal yes but um the amount of just like shit that they were throwing in pretty wild all right so let's kind of get into it so the vatican girl is this documentary about the kidnapping of this girl emanuela orlandi and um so the story has received new attention because of this netflix doc and i got i wonder what body movement thinks about this we, sh- we should ask her we should uh, but this is considered to be one of italy's most famous unsolved mysteries and honestly guys like you'll see why because it's just nuts and it's also one of uh, the few disappearances that we know of uh, that happened to someone who lived in Vatican City. And I was really interested about this. Like, I didn't know people lived in, the, like, just okay. secular people lived in Vatican City. I'm um, glad I thought you it was just said that because church. I had no clue either. And then, like, on top of that, yeah, I would have assumed that, like, we were just did the, the Watcher Westfield. Like, you assume, like, a small, nice town, nothing would go wrong. You would assume if you fucking live in the place that's in a walled city. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's nothing there. There's no crime. But alas, no. And also just for background, they said like 100 secular people live inside the Vatican. And the reason that they uh, lived there was because their dad like worked in some capacity with the Vatican. So Manuela was born on January 14th, 1968. Oh, wow. So she's like my mom's age. OK, wait, no, I can't do math. She might have been. You know. I shaved some. I shaved some years off my mom's. Oh, age. she won't You're complain. Welcome, she won't complain. Exactly. Um. So she's one of four, and she and her two sisters and and brother grew up in the Vatican. She was like in the choir and played the flute, and she would like go to school outside of the Vatican. And then on June twenty second, nineteen eighty three, she goes missing. So she usually would take the bus to her flute lessons and then walk, like as you do. But on that day, she was late to class. And there was like a heat wave and she was carrying her flute. She asked her brother for a ride and he said, I can't. Uh, I hate how um, much he like it's because it's such a thing that like it doesn't even matter. Like in the moment, you're like, I don't want to drive you. But like you could tell how much he like somehow blames himself for this, too. Yeah. But I feel like her issues happened after the flute lesson. That's true. So I'm like, I don't even know if he should. I don't, he shouldn't blame himself. Um, no, he's right. Yeah. So. She like goes to music school between five and seven p.m. She called the house to tell her sister that an Avon rep, that's right, Avon, the one, the pyramid scheme, mm-hmm. the Avon, approached her on the street and offered her a job handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. I don't know. And some say that she talked to a friend about this Avon job, and she was supposedly last seen getting into a big BMW. 
I just, the Avon of it all, that's another element of it where I'm just like, I can't believe they got, they shoehorned Avon into this. I also forget how Avon was like an international yep. entire thing. Cause I even was watching Derry Girls the last season and they talk about Avon so much in that too. Oh my God. So like it really was in every single country. Yeah. It's got, it's got how it was in different, We've got concealers, different in. like number country codes. Oh, like yeah. Plus, plus one, four, four. Yeah. Plus yeah. The four. <laughs> Um, so she was supposed to meet her sister at seven, but never showed up. And then at 930, the family got worried and headed out to look for her. And the other thing to note is that like, so the Vatican is like a walled city. So they close these gates to it at midnight. It gave me very like, I don't know, like Indiana Jones vibes almost, or like the purge where like, if you're not in, you're out. Like, yeah. Hey. I, I didn't <laughs> also, that also confused because I guess people could go to Vatican city. I mean, I've literally never been to Italy, which is a, I'm so sad about, but I guess wow. you, I know. But I guess, like, you can go in there to, like, visit and go to the church, everything like that. But then, like, at yeah. night, it's just like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to the Vatican. First of all, I didn't even know it was big enough that people could live there. Because, um, you know, you you go to the Vatican, you go to the museum, and, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. The church, whatever. But I don't know. So they go out to look for her at 930. And her dad tried to file a police report, but the police said it was too early. And this was, like, nuts. So the next morning, they went to the police. Oh. And they were like, oh, don't worry. She's not pretty enough to be abducted. Like, literally what? Huh? I can't. And usually, because, like, when they were saying they were going to the police, I thought it was going to be, like, because of how many documentaries we've watched everything. You have to wait 48 hours. Da, 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 and then they were just like, oh, my God, no, we're not even. There's no timeline. No, what? Kidnappers don't want her. Like, no. what? <laughs> oh, my God. And so there was this one police officer at the time who noticed that a lot of teenagers in Rome were going missing and kind of coming back a few days later, basically just like running away. Mm -hmm. So he kind of thought this was the case with Manuela. And the family put out an ad in the paper that she was missing and put their home phone number on it, which is kind of crazy now. Uh, yeah, um, but back in the day, there's I don't know what else you would do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially when the police are like, she's not cute enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you were like, oh, I guess no one is going to help us look for our daughter. Got it. Got yeah. It. Got it. And they mostly got like bullshit calls, but they got one from a man named Pierre Luigi, which just seems like a fake name. Deeply fake. Who said that he was with his girlfriend at Campo de Fiori, which is near the music school. And he said they met this girl, Barbara, and said she was selling Avon products. And then the family got a visit from people who said they were like secret service agents and they had to like install a recorder that so they could tape all their confusing. calls. Yeah. Yeah. And then a week after the disappearance, they get a call from a guy named Mario and they take I mean, this call. Mario and Luigi. I that, just have that's to, yep, I just have that's to what I was that. saying. Mario and Luigi. Yeah. And so Mario tells them about a girl called Barbarella who lived with like her boyfriend and some other girl selling jewelry and clothes and like knew some detail about having a, a concert at school coming up. So they thought that that was related. And then on the 29th, the family put up missing posters, which like for the time was unusual and people really took note. And I think like, they kind of I, like they were doing it to make like a state. It almost felt like a statement almost being like, you can't just like not have like, you can't just pretend our daughter is not missing type of thing. Like we're going to make you notice that this is happening. Yeah, totally. And then the, after Pierluigi and Mario, they, ne they then get this call from this American guy. And then in the back, they can kind of hear like a voice or a recording of someone that appears to be Manuela reciting something about the school that she goes to. And this caller actually knows about the other two calls they've gotten and confirms Pierluigi and Mario's involvement. Um also one thing that I thought was really confusing was like apparently the day she disappeared was this huge day in Rome because the Pope was like finally coming back from Poland. Did you oh. remember how they like put that at the very end? I was like, yeah. this is important context. If there's like huge crowds in Rome all day, like don't and don't you think this is important context to like not stick at the end? Right. Or like we're like showing how much pandemonium and chaos everything was there yeah. too. And also I would assume too, if the Pope was coming back, wouldn't all classes be canceled? Like wouldn't just, isn't that like the event? <laughs> Right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, at Italy, you guys get off for, like, random saints. Like, you're not going to get off for the Pope being in town? <laughs> well, he's always uh, in town, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're probably like, oh, he's back? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. It's kind of like in New York City when you see those, like, giant inflatable rat things. Oh. You're like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sarah crosses scab lines or whatever. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, re I remember those, like, the first time I saw one of those. It was very jarring because I was like, what is... 
what does this mean? But then after you yeah. get used to it, you get used to it. No, that. the first time I was like, wow, I took a picture and now yeah. I'm just like, oh, this again, I don't even know. The first rat they're, is the deepest, yeah. They're never even clear what it's for. You're just like, something, something's going on in yeah. this building and then just, go away. It's just the energy of everything in the city, just like something's happening here. <laughs> and I don't so know. true. And I have, but I have to pay, so I'm going to run into this place and use it at the public restroom. <laughs> in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. And so the what the main thing that the doc breaks down though is because spoiler alert this is a very open-ended story and it still remains to be an open-ended story but there were a lot of theories yeah, like, and, and they're all just completely batshit like and I not don't even know really go together um no. not really yeah so the first one the theory was like about the KGB <laughs> <laughs> like this was yeah this was how they get us this is the first theory and which kind of, I was just like, this is when I had to strap in. I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to do one, one, one of these a day because I need to unpack all of this. So <laughs> after kind of what, like after Sarah said, the family put the missing posters everywhere. The Pope obviously addressed this and her family at one of his like, talk, I, what, I, sir, I don't know. If he would, yeah, like address, like his, his, address his, his addresses. Exactly. It like, kind of like when address the nation, like his Rapunzel moments. Cause like, he's like up on the big <laughs> tower kind of like, Hey, there we go. Yeah. So when he was Rapunzeling. Apologies to any uh, very religious people listening, but it was, if you look at the photo, that's Rapunzel energy. He was like, yes, it was like, hello, peasants. Yeah, his scroll was his long hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the, I would like, I know, to just dress as the Pope all day is my dream. And I just need (laughs) the Except when you're in a a record heat wave in Italy and you're like in this fucking giant ass like robe thing. And they still don't fuck with ice cubes in Europe. And I don't know why. I don't know why, guys. It is a shame. It really it gets too hot there. It really, and I know you can look at America and be like, y'all don't fuck with anything. So <laughs> yeah, we don't fuck with like basic human rights at this point. <laughs> so like, whatever. Yes, yeah, so I'll take They're my like room temp coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Pope and addressed to family, extending his support and condemning the people involved in the kidnapping. People, me, not everybody, but a lot of people got very suspicious after that with the Pope. They were like. They kind of treated it like a Taylor Swift album release because they were like, why is he dropping <laughs> these Easter eggs? How does he know she was kidnapped? This seems cryptic. How, why is he That's saying funny. bring her back? And I'm also kind of like, I don't know, did you, were you like suspicious of that? Because my personal take on it was like, he's not going to say, oh, this girl's missing. I'm assuming she's dead if like, the family's looking for her. Yeah, I also think if you think that she just ran away, you're not going to say anything at all. Also that. That's yeah, no, I, that's not. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he had details that nobody else knew. No, you know? it's not like the Pope was like, "Wait, oh, her, her, yeah." Um, so some thought he might know who was involved or be involved. The Pope yeah. that seems the po- out there. I'm like, my hands are up. I'm like, I cannot handle a Pope lawsuit. So this is all from this documentary. So if the Pope or any Pope, well, that Pope is dead. So that's you're true. Fine. <laughs> that's true. Who's the Pope? I don't even know the Pope. That's how you know how long I've been out of school. I don't know. That's, that used to be like, I is feel like. Pope Francis? Yeah. He's good for him. I feel he's been around. He's been around. That is their thing. They do stick around. In those big comfy clothes because they're so cozy. <laughs> I'm like, if a Pope had to wear jeans, shelf life would be a lot shorter on their careers. Just saying. Um, so after this address, <laughs> the family gets a call from someone called the American, like Sarah mentioned. And it's giving Carrie Russell because that show. <laughs> and the person did the play the tape of the recording of Emanuela. Her family knew it was her voice. And then it was also the two other men, Mario and Pierluigi. Yep. They say Italian authorities must free Mehmet Ali Akka. And if they don't by July 20th, Emanuela will die. And right now, if you haven't watched a documentary, you don't know about the story, you're like, who's Mehmet? Exactly. You're like, who's so. this random guy? But he's not random. He's not random. Oh, he's not random. He came into notoriety because he is known for the May 1981 attempt of 
assassinating or shooting the Pope in the middle of St. Peter's Square. Yeah, we should have known who this guy is. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah. (laughs) After his arrest, they found out he was a member of Grey Wolves, which like is slash was a far-right ultra-nationalist Turkish group responsible for multiple terrorist attacks in Europe and et cetera. I also wonder, I feel like I should have looked, but I feel like this is also kind of like now you see how like the Pope always has the Pope mobile. Yeah, like he's not just walking around. Yeah, because that was kind of, I I mean, that's insane. Yeah, to shoot the Pope. I know. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. And also, because this came about around the same time as the Emanuela's disappearance and it's starting to get a lot of notoriety because like we said, it happened in Vatican City. Everyone's kind of like, what's happening? The story took off like wildfire in the media and people were calling to demand his freedom because like they were like, we have to free him to save Emanuela, everything like that. While he was in custody, he was condemning the kidnapping too. So post- He's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, he's like- oh, shaggy. He's like, I draw the line at that. Yeah. It's like that TikTok sound. <laughs> like, yeah. but I draw the line at whatever. You can excuse shooting the Pope. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. From community. Yeah. Yes. I can excuse shooting the Pope, but I draw the line at kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> so after his arrest, he started disclosing a lot of information saying that he was not part of Grey Wolves, but actually trained by the KGB, the Soviet Union Secret Service. This didn't shock people because Pope John Paul II, PJP, uh, was <laughs> Polish and also a major challenge to the Soviet Union. This is getting to AP European history here. So, if I, uh, yeah, if, and I got a three on that exam. So I think I did as well. Yeah, yeah, it's hard out here. That was because I was writing my essay and like they were like, "Oh, write about the three classes of France pre-French Revolution," and I forgot about the bourgeoisie. Like I fucking blanked. wait. That's also an, it's almost impressive because that's like I feel like the one I would know. It's the only one to know. It's like the only one that matters. And I forgot. Anyway. Yeah. And also even Madonna has makes the rebels and the bourgeois. You should have listened to Madonna before. It would have helped you. I, yeah. I should have done a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, I shouldn't have taken AP European history because I'm not that, good at history. I mean, yeah. What good but, has it done? And I was like, I needed to get into college. Did I? I don't. Who knows? <laughs> now that he was like talking, 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 the Soviets, of course, wanted him to return because he's kind of spilling KGB secrets that. They don't want anybody to know, especially like not someone outside the country to know. So they were like, uh, "Return him, so we could deal with him in a way we see Ooh. fit." Yeah, you e- don't. Yeah, you don't want to. If, if I was in the KGB, I would simply not divulge mm, secrets. KGB. Also, like in the middle of like press, like a press firestorm. I like, know. He's in the back of a car, and like there's all these reporters surrounding the car, and he's just like, "The KGB did it." Uh, and I'm like, oh my god, that's a fast track to die. I feel oh. like <laughs> case in point. Yikes! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, wouldn't be me. Never. So yeah, the Soviets kind of want to be like, oh, we just want to, we just want to catch up with them. Yeah, we just want to oh, talk. We just want to talk. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, wanna, exactly. Oh my god. Just have a conversation. So, so of course, July 20th came and went. He wasn't released, but there was also no news of Emanuela, and like. Then a high-up Italian Secret Service officer said, this doesn't really seem like something that KGB would do because, like, what? like there's no strategy because it's, th- like, they were an organized <laughs> group. They're like, what is, yeah. what is, like, what, what, yeah, what are they getting from this? And there were all these, like, drops, like, they would leave stuff in garbage cans that they, like, said was evidence that Emanuela was alive, but they never really gave any true proof of life. Like, they gave a tape, but that could have been anyone. And they had, like, I think a picture of her or something, but like mm-hmm. you don't know when it was taken. No. So they never really gave proof of life. No, exactly. Yeah. So this isn't really KGB energy and no strategy. And that um, this Italian Secret Service officer also said that the terrorism simply seemed like a decoy to hide something that happened in the Vatican City. Yes. Because so- also that confused me too that the Vatican, I mean, it shouldn't confuse me now that I'm saying it out loud, but like, that the Vatican City has its own situation, and then Italy has its own, like, officers, everything like yep. that. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah, so this other theory is very Italian, and I got very confused. Girl, um, it truly a mambo. Like, if anybody watches the criminally underrated show Happy Endings, there's an episode when Penny can only speak Italian when she's drunk, and, like, her just going, Chistone, Silvia Bruschetti. I'm like, this is, like, how all the Italian was sounding in my head, Casey Wilson saying it. So... I'm dumb. All that to say is I am dumb, but I love pasta. Penny alla norma, my favorite dish. 
<laughs> there we go. Is that the one with the eggplants? Oh, eggplant and uh, like stretchy cheese. Yeah. And tomato. It's so fucking good. So the director like included, but very late in the game, that Manuel had disappeared the day Pope John Paul II was in Poland addressing like hordes of his followers who were rumored. This is where I'm, I'm lost. I can't even explain this to you guys. They were rumored to have been funded by Vatican money with ties to the mafia. Yeah. Why is the Vatican taking money from the mafia? Girl, that the interesting thing, this is where we differ. Did that surprise you? Well, like it's the Vatican. I feel like I'm like they have so much like power oh, they have and so money. money. Like the church is like the biggest organization in the world, probably, and they don't pay taxes. So, but then like, I wonder, do they need people to do stuff that nobody in the Vatican wants to do? Maybe, maybe. As uh, Cindy Lauper saying, I don't know if it was a cover or not. Money, money changes everything. Yeah, but I'm just like, why would they need their money? Like maybe the hired muscle. Sure, I don't mm. know. Okay, muscle. So, okay. A witness came forward in like 2004 saying to look into a man, Enrico de Pettis. He died in 1990, but his girlfriend, Sabrina Minardi, was still alive. That journalist who tracked her down? Uh, like literally tragging her like on foot <laughs> through like, <laughs> a, like a, a lost basement apartment or something. And then like, because like she went up like a four flights. I mean, that in its own. Went up four flights of stairs looking for names, found three that didn't have names. Knock, boom. I mean, meanwhile, I'm like scared to interview people for my class that I, I'm going to. F- I yeah. panic over sending a DM to ask yeah, somebody right? a question. Yeah, seriously. So this journalist, yeah, tracked her down. And um, Sabrina said that she remembered Manuela and she saw her in a dark BMW, which was the last car she was supposedly seen in. And Enrico asked Sabrina to take Manuela to her house for a couple of days. She said she was there for 10 days, mostly drugged and tied up, crying in a room. Sabrina was then told her to drop her off at this Vatican, like, gas station, basically, uh, where she noticed a black Mercedes with a Vatican license plate there. And a priest, or someone impersonating one, I guess, put Emanuela in his car and left with her. And Sabrina apparently asked Enrico, like, what was this all about? And they, honestly, I got annoyed at the end because I was like, okay, I've been here for, like, close to five hours. You've played this one soundbite 67 times. Where she goes, what was this all about? And he goes in Italian, it's all a game of power. Don't you understand that? Like, okay, we I got it the first time, but they literally played that soundbite. It truly was like, like so many fucking times. Like they tried to make a play about Italians. <laughs> like it's the, so fucking annoying. It's about power. Yeah, power. Yeah. Like, huh? It was so annoying. Um, and so then there was like the wait, also other- that kind of goes to show how few legs, how interesting legs this theory has. Because, like, in lieu of more detail, they just go, power. Yeah, I'm like, what? It's like <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's tour of press tour for Halloween Kill. She's like, trauma? What well, the movie's about trauma? Did you see Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, I just had to do it. It's, like, amazing. Yeah, like, that's, I don't know. I'm just like, if you want, like, a real leverage over the Vatican, do you think kidnapping one random citizen? Like, I just don't get it. I don't. I yeah. don't understand the thought there. I think I'd make a good good mob boss. I'd be like, guys, we have not thought this through. This through, not at all. So then they kind of found out through this guy who was like incarcerated about um, the head of this other Italian crime organization, Banda della Maliana, based in Rome, and he said that this was all about money. Like the mob gave money to De Pettis, which and the money ended up in Vatican banks, and it wasn't paid back. And they felt that Enrico was maybe like the middleman. Yes, there was something about like the Vatican needing to clean money for the mob. Uh, it got very twisty. It, it got it got a fusilli pasta. Or was yeah. that the twisty one? I forget. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> and apparently, so the money went to shell companies from the Vatican bank. Then after laundering it, it would go back to the Vatican. And then from there, the money would go to Bank of Ambrosiano, and then the mafia would get some profit. It always makes me interested. I guess this is how why I will never do crime. Please, please get that soundbite so I never get arrested for anything. Because I don't understand how this makes more money. It doesn't make more money, but you take the money that you can't put into the banks, and then you are able to use it in like a legitimate way. I watch oh, Ozark, you guys. Oh, I Breaking see, Bad, I see, you know. I see, I yeah, see, I see. You don't like get well. I guess, and then if you're laundering money, you're gonna get like a cut. Oh, that's true. Okay. 
So so it's kind of like I have ten thousand. I can't use it, or I can't. I don't. Right. I can't put it in the bank. I'll take eight thousand. You take two thousand if you help me out. Exactly. Like okay. you can't spend like if you have like a million dollars in cash, like you can't spend that all. I mean, oh, I could try. I was I was gonna say I was wondering what I was gonna do with my million. Okay, that's good to know. I can't yeah, it's like you can't spend it all. You can't put it in a bank without the IRS being like, "What's up?" Mm, <laughs> that okay. Grateful for how many bills I have to pay in student loans because the IRS will never once I don't think be like, "What's all this money doing in your account?" Yeah, right. <laughs> and so this chain broke when uh, the owner of Bank Ambrosiano, Roberto Calvi, was maybe committed suicide, maybe murdered by the mafia, probably the latter. Like they did this whole investigation where they kind of tried to recreate the murder with an actual guy. And yes! I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Very confusing. Yeah. So this guy felt that kidnapping Manuela was the way the mob would basically send a message to the Vatican, a.k.a. give us our money. But doesn't the mob just, like, break your legs? I mean, I'm just like... You know, yeah. <laughs> I thought they'd go... I, I thought feel like they go direct to the I source. I was gonna say, coyness and allegories and motifs is not their fashion. Right. I'm like, they go straight to the source. They go to you, they go to your loved ones. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, would they... I, I don't get it. Yeah, I feel they're kind of like... They're not in any, uh, yeah, I think, because I, I, they remind me not like um, subtle shade of a house. Yes. Like they're kind of like Teresa Giudici. They're like, hi, I'm going to shout at you. Give me my money. It's not just, saying Teresa's I, remotely involved in the mob, but I'm just saying in terms of energy. I, yeah, I do not. Whatever. I didn't understand this one either. A lot of <laughs> no, weird shit going on. A lot of weird shit. And if y'all watch, we're saying, like, honestly, if you have watched the documentary already, you're unpacking it with us. But if you haven't, we're kind of saving you the time. Because, like, we're we're giving you the... We're, we're giving you, like, the Italian for dummies version of this. Yeah, like, it's a pretty wild story. It's Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm glad I watched it, because I, I didn't know about this case. No, and especially because it's one of the most famous ones in Italy. I mean, and I can see why. I feel like the kidnappings here, like, the theories are not, are not like this. No. Which is, and there's so many twists. Well, this, theory three, I feel, relates the most to what happens sometimes in America. In a lot of cases. Yes, totally. As um, Cardi B once says, you do anything for clout. <laughs> this is about Marco Assetti. Or Aketti? Marco Aketti. There we go. Marco said that he planned the... So he kind of came forward and said that he planned the creative aspects of the kidnapping. Ah, uh, yes. Every kidnapping needs a creative director. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I do set design for kidnapping. <laughs> right? Hi. <laughs> is that Union? <laughs> um he said that they deceived emanuela by saying that her father was in danger and that he could lose his job yeah that seems a lot more legit to me than some random avon job on the street like i'm kind of like how sheltered was this girl if she was like sure i know know. i'll just take a job like that seems way more of someone saying like like you're yeah he also said that he kept her at a low-cost women's lodging and the vatican members planned this kidnapping by an organization of priests who functioned secretly not only did he say he was behind Emanuela's kidnapping, but also of Mirella uh, Gregorgis, who was also kidnapped in her home, kind of around this time. And like, so yeah. what, what he said is that- It was like, not that, yeah, it was like a little bit before too. Yeah. And it, what, what was happened with her is that she, someone rang her doorbell and then she opened it. And then this man, Marco, said that he kidnapped her. Crazy. He said that the strategy was to kidnap a girl from the Italian province, Mirella, and then one from the Vatican province to force the Italian authorities and Vaticans to cooperate? I don't know how this bridges their... Al- I mean, can you just hold a mixer? Like, why do we have to fucking go, what? A mixer. <laughs> like, what, 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 what the fuck is... Like, I don't know if that really could be your reasoning for this, but yeah. Yeah, but like, to cooperate in what? That's also what I don't get. Yeah. Like, I forgot what their end goal was. I understood the, like, kidnapping an Italian citizen to pressure like Italy and then pressuring the Vatican. But then I just forgot what their end goal was that I really, yeah. It, cause it, cause also, cause that's the thing. The end goal wasn't really a goal because people didn't really believe him. And the story kind of just was getting called out for pops of smoke. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Totally. Cause he claimed also to be the American who would do the phone calls, but also it seemed he learned all of his details about this case from the media. Yeah. And reading news stories. So it started to more so see that uh, Marco Esetti was not really involved in the case. He just wanted to be, and he wanted the attention. Classic. What's actually interesting, and I feel like, I don't know if we have a 
term word for this in America, but I kind of want to adopt this. A psychiatrist there diagnosed him with autocolunia, which is self-slander. Like he has an addiction of like, kind of like bringing on this negative attention to himself for mm-hmm. attention, which yeah, I guess that's, that's like, like narcissism. That, or? that guy, Henry Lee Lucas, who confessed to like a, so many fucking murders it's that like, he like probably didn't do. He did some of them. That's the new Selena Gomez show on Hulu. So many murders <laughs> in the building. <laughs> Seriously, he's just, just got to torn down that building. Like uh, on Pave Paradise put up a parking lot sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. But that song makes you cry. Uh, don't you always seem to know that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It really, <laughs> God. Oh, so he was lying about being involved, but he did have a criminal past. So he kind of lied about this, but people are kind of like, okay, we're, we're on to fucking you for something. He had a relationship with a 17-year-old girl and was convicted of the manslaughter of a 12-year-old boy. Because he kept saying that he was the American coming forward, he finally was able to be the center of attention that he always wanted. There, and there was this like huge interview between him and Emmanuel's brother. And like it was, I mean, wild. First of all, I mean, props to the brother because he was just like hammering at him, you know? He was just like, you, you haven't given any details that aren't publicly released. Like, this is not a game. But what I didn't get was that they got, they allegedly got this guy. They never confirmed it was Marco. Mm-hmm. But they got him in the documentary. But in the documentary, he's wearing, like, a bandana over half his face and, like, possibly a wig. Oh, um, oh yeah, just give wig. Because there was points where he was kind of, like, tugging at it. And I was like, that's not how you adjust your normal hair. <laughs> But I was like, I don't really understand because if it is this Marco Achetti, he's already been on TV. Like his face is out there. Mm. Why are you anonymous now? And also, if your whole thing was wanting attention, like this would have been like you're on Netflix now. You would think this would be like. Right. And your name's out there. And they never really. Address that. They never addressed if that was the same guy. And if it was, the, and if the real American was in this documentary, like. You would not agree to go on a documentary mm. if you kid if you kidnapped a girl like you would yeah. not. So you think almost they might have used a like a because like just as like a portrayal of the American type of thing. No, I mean I kind of think it was this Marco guy. Well, I don't know if, why he was Netflix, anonymous. What if Netflix got duped? By, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, very very intense. And also, so after like Sarah said, they had that long conversation. They also did voice t- tests between him and yes. the American who left phone calls. And here's where it is like really interesting and weird. The first recordings, like those ones that were just private, did not match at all. But later ones did. Yeah, because there were like multiple calls from the American. Yeah, so that means he, what they gathered from that is that he became obsessed with the case. So he started to pretend to be the caller. So then would do all these calls that were just farces. Yeah. What happened though, this did help prove that he seemed to be involved with the Mirella Rigorgi's case because, like, the second call knew a lot, like, the second caller of the new American, that was the one honing in on that case and seemed to know yeah. a lot of actual details on that one. So he was bluffing about Emanuela's, but maybe knew more about Mirella's. But I know after that third episode of this, I was like, the, f- the fuck? This is all just... I, I was just like, what's going on? I, yeah. They lost me there. They really did lose me because they were like, it was kind of crazy because they, they got everybody to do this documentary. They got the mobster's girlfriend who saw her. They got this guy who claims he kidnapped her. I'm like, what's next? Is she going to show up? Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. I was like, how did you guys convince these people to do this documentary? Like, I don't even know. That's what I do not get. But Sarah, I kind of, I don't know about you. The part of the documentary that had me most like edge of seat was part four. I know. That's why they fucking save it for last. So you of have course. to watch it. Of course. It also was kind of what I thought the entire documentary would be about because of the title. I feel like it should have been about that because it gives me like the Keepers vibes. Like we didn't need so much conspiracy. Because well, I will, I feel yeah. like we needed the KGB conspiracy because that happened like and that played out in the public eye yeah. very much. But I don't know. So one of Emmanuel's friends like appears at the very end of the third episode. But she's like, she's actually anonymous. Unlike this fucking like clown who's like, Oh, I'm going to put on a face mask and like nobody's going to know who I am. Like, <laughs> listen, sir, I don't know if you heard about the pandemic. I've gotten very adept at identifying people based just on their eyes, but whatever. Because she's like actually like dark silhouette. You don't know who she is. The other thing, too, where I was like, if that guy is the American, why is he speaking in Italian the whole time? Like, 
Huh. Like you could have cut us a break. Truly. And it is also <laughs> interesting too with like they I think they messed up some of the dubbing of the friend. Cause they had her talk as both like interviewer and at some time. Oh. It was interesting. I just listened to the subtitle or I okay, read the subtitles. Because the voice the, her face kept on moving and I was like, wait, why is she asking herself a question? And I was like, <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. That's funny. She's like actually anon on like that other clown. But I don't know, man. I'm dubious. 37 years later, she discloses a secret. 37 years later. 37 years later, right when a Netflix doc is filming. Right, convenient. Um, That may help understand what happened. And she says the day before Manuel's dis- Manuela's disappearance, she called her and said she had to tell her something important. And they met in person. And Manuela tells her that she went on a walk in the Vatican Garden and she was sexually harassed by like a, a high up member of the Vatican. And... As someone who was like close to the Pope that like is yeah. friendly, like seen with the Pope a lot. Higher. Right. I'm like, who's that? A bishop? I don't know. I, yeah. Whatever. And the mafia, which are, I guess, everywhere, apparently knew this and we're going to use it for blackmail. And Emiliano Fittipaldi, a journalist who was investigating the Vatican for years, is in the stock and talked about this too. He was alive. Like he was, he was ready to talk. He had just like dot. Dossiers on dossier. Oh, he had the receipts. So he learned from a priest that someone broke into the Vatican and stole important files to keep in a safe. Some of those files were returned, and one of them was a secret dossier on Emanuela Orlandi. And this is kind of crucial because this would indicate that the Vatican knew about what happened to her and kept it a secret for 30 years. Trying to bury it. And they're trying to bury it. But I'm like, if you did something bad, why are you keeping a dossier on it? Why are you putting that. your criminal activity in writing, people? Burn it. Don't write it down. Ellie Golden, we're going to let it burn. Burn, Word burn. What's happening? Yeah. Well, that's what um, Dorinda Medley says. Write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Exactly. So <laughs> she should be Pope. Exactly. And so the, the journalist received a photocopy of a cover letter from this dossier, which goes back to March 1998. Huh. And that listed expenses sustained by the Vatican for activities related to Emanuela. And it showed a breakdown for food, medical expenses, accommodation, fees, and travel. And this money was weirdly spent in London. Hmm. And the expenses happened between 1983 and 1997. And then the boarding location on these kind of pointed to a youth hostel for girls, which was owned by the Scalabrini Fathers, which is a Catholic congregation that's strongly tied to the Vatican. And this kind of brought a theory that Emanuela was kidnapped by DePedris, the sort of mafia guy, given to a priest by Mirandi, and then taken to London. And the final expense noted transferring a body back to Vatican City. So they thought this meant she died in London, was brought back to Vatican City to be buried. And this could be why the Vatican didn't really help the family very much from the beginning. And that every witness kind of seemed to point to the Vatican. There's another theory, too. There's another theory that, because to me, I'm just like, Catholic priests got away with, like, molesting little boys for Mm -hmm. literally decades with impunity. Like, they're not going to, like, kidnap someone over harassment. That just seems. That's true. That part I didn't. I was like, this does not track with me at all. Like, unless the translation was wrong. Um, but I'm mm. just like harassment. That's no. But there is a theory that the Vatican that actually I would believe that the Vatican was like doing these like sex parties and kidnapping girls for that, like essentially a Jeffrey Epstein esque kind of mm-hmm. trafficking ring. So that I could see, honestly. But like a giant cover up for sexual harassment seems like and it's far-fetched. it's interesting when you sent me that. I feel like they didn't really talk about that in the doc that much. They didn't. Like, they didn't at all. And I wonder if it was like clearance issues or something. Because the article you sent was like very detailed about like theories about it too. Yeah. There was, it was more substantial than the fucking American. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened. Or I'm just like, what if it was just some random guy, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like that's that's what happens with like a lot of kidnappings. Just some like random, random guy that's not this like huge like international conspiracy. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe this Avon Bob guy just, like, kidnaps young girls, you know? Or mm-hmm. what's the, yeah, the Avon guy. I don't know. So, it's just, I don't know. They went, they really went big. They went big for it. And I left with more questions than answers. Left with so many more questions. Then there was, like, the journalist finding the note, like, she's buried here. And then they dug up the grave. And, like, there was nothing there. Oh, yeah. And then they found the, the flute. 
yeah. but there was no DNA on it. So it was, it was confusing because it was just basically, and I read a review about the documentary, which was kind of interesting and true, is that it was almost produced in a way to make people just like get on Reddit threads and have theories because someone, you leave this without an answer, but within your head, like, this is what I think had to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you connected the dots enough all for that. And I do kind of think you're, the, the thing you found that wasn't even in the documentary does kind of correlate to making a lot of sense with it. Yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah. I mean, they also kept talking about Occam's razor and then throwing out these, like, wild, like, multi-government secret agencies conspiracies, which is just, like, nuts. Because I'm, I don't know, I'm like, this family wasn't, like, a prominent no. family in the Vatican. They were just, like, civilians yeah. who, like, lived there. Li- like, we're just part of the community. Yeah, like, I do not get no. it. Yeah, so, but I am curious, because, I mean, obviously, it was from the same uh, director and producer, Mark Lewis, I believe, who did Don't Fuck With Cats, and he kind of had a lot of, I was reading an interview with him about it, too, that he was kind of, like, because that story took off, like, wildfire and was such a breaking thing, he was kind of, like, approaching it, and he wanted to look for a case that isn't, like, so globally discussed as much or interesting, so I do think I... Yeah. To appreciate it being a story that I really have never heard before and everything like totally. that. And I not like a recreation of Don't Fuck With Cats, yeah. uh, which I don't think I could sit through another one of those. Not for it, not just because it was so gruesome and awful. Oh, yeah, but that was gross. I'm curious to see what he continues to create from all of this as well. Yeah, I mean, because there was the girl in the picture who was the same director as Abducted in Plain Sight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, these seemed pretty different. I don't think I would have guessed that it was the same. No, yeah, record. right. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, I would recommend. I mean, like it was not dense. It was a lot. Kind of frustrating at points. You have to pay full attention. But I would recommend watching it as well. If I mean, we did give you all the details, but to kind of experience it for your own, and maybe you disagree with some of me and Sarah's theories. Of course, always interested. Yeah, I don't even like have a real theory. I'm just no. like what, 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 like. Like I'm yeah. still trying to understand the mafia. Oh, I <laughs> I get it in theory, but I don't get it at I all. I know. I mean, well, let's see if it's as confusing as whatever trivia game Jorge came up with. <laughs> Facts. All right. So for today's game, as you might have guessed, we're taking a little trip to the Vatican. Oh, all right. God. <laughs> have you have either of you been there? I have been. No, oh. I've never been. I've never been to Italy. I want to go so badly. Oh uh, well, Sarah might have a little bit of an advantage this game, Danny. But um, hey. I she has a map of Italy behind her right now, <laughs> and if she moves her head, it might help me. But I don't think it's going to be geographic. So today's game is called Vatican or Vaticant, oh, and <laughs> I love that. Is going to work. I love it. I'm going to give you a the name of a famous. Catholic relic or painting or statue. Okay. And it's going to be your job to tell me if you can or can't see it, if you Vatican can or Vatican can't see it at the Love Vatican. Love that. This All combines right. so many things I'm bad at, of course. Okay. Let's <laughs> I did after, do well in art history, but I don't know if this. Yeah, then you should be okay. You might have a fighting chance. Okay. After each of the relics, there will also be a special bonus question. Um, the questions are a little bit hard today, and I apologize in advance for them. But uh, here we go. Danny, you're up first. Let's uh, get this over with. Jesus's crown of thorns. Can you Vatican see it or can you Vatican see it at the Vatican? Um, I'm going to say you Vatican. You cannot. That is correct. One point for Danny. Because I was Do you like, know I where feel- it is? <laughs> I feel fine. like that's, if I that's answer. That's not the bonus question. Okay. But. I was going to say if I answer, I'll sound so dumb. So I'm. <laughs> Not going to answer. I'm truly didn't know this. It is in Notre Dame in Paris. That would have been the seventh. How is that still like not just like dust? Like I don't what. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of these that are, you know, there's some skepticism in the sort of scientific community in terms of (laughs) whether they're they're real or not. Wait, Um, and this is one of them. Like they they display it as the crown of thorns, but. They like if you ask people, they're like, eh, it's probably not like it. I mean, it's, is it like white... how you're not really drinking the blood of Christ? Like, <laughs> right? The way I thought it was like, a we painting, a flower crown. <laughs> I'm like, they think that's the real thorn crown. 
Yeah, no, it literally like, is like a little crown oh, of thorns. you know, you know. God bless to everyone. I'm not gonna judge. You know, if you go <laughs> and you think it, you do what you gotta do. Just, just be nice to people and go see the crown if you want to see the crown. I, that's yeah, my, that's my Senate run. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay, Danny. Here is your bonus question. Fuck. What did Jesus do after his resurrection? Like literally, open up the tomb and say, "Surprise, bitch!" Like, yeah. Okay, he did do that. Um, <laughs> looking for kind of like the conclusion to his whole story. What happened? Oh, cr- oh, Christ was born. No, Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Oh, he, he didn't he heal everybody's sins? Kind of forgive everybody's sin. Oh, oh, did he create? Did he forgive original sin? Well, his death kind of did that. That okay. that's close. So he came back, and then he went somewhere. Oh, heaven. Yes, yes, oh. he ascended to heaven. That oh. is what he did. That one was a little general. I, I, I gave you a couple hints there, but you knew, you knew the story. You knew. You, oh, I. Kn- you got there. I know he's like Remy Ma. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Maybe she is the second coming. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sarah. It is your turn. The creation of Adam. Can you Vatican see it or Vatican can't see it? Um. Creation of Adam. Yeah, it's like the one with God and the guy and the fingers, right? That is correct. Oh, that is the okay. painting. Okay, yeah, no, you could definitely see that there. That is correct. It is part of the Sistine Chapel, yeah. um, which oh, is, uh, I've never been chapel. either, Danny, but oh, it looks like a pretty trip. cool spot. Is, is it's it a, cool. You a, can't take pictures. They don't let you take pictures? No. That's actually annoying. <laughs> like, what is the end game? What? They know everybody would be there for they, like 75 hours if they let right. you take pictures. Uh, no, if I could take a photo, I'd be in and out. I'd be like, click, done. Because you know what? <laughs> but I'm sure, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, can you buy a fucking replica of the poster at a gift shop there? Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> is it as impressive as it looks like? Like, is it actually wow when you're when you're there, Sarah? I think it is really cool, yeah. Okay. I mean, art is beautiful. Yeah. 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 All right, Sarah, here's your bonus question. How many years did it take Michelangelo to paint it? Oh, I don't know. 30? Oh. Four years. Four? Oh. oh. Yeah, I don't know. Literally four years. The guy was okay, still a long time. That. that is quick. I know. Well, that's why they, well, that's why he forgot a rib. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> is it true? <laughs> Didn't he give a rib to Eve? I'm trying to remember that story. Yeah. Uh, well, the. Eve was Genesis. made from Adam's rib. Right, that exactly. Like a... God took one of his ribs out of <laughs> and made the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> go see his go see uh, his thorn crown in Notre Dame, Notre Dame. That's so funny. All right, Sarah, you have one point. Denny, you have two. Here is your next uh, religious relic: the Shroud of Turin. I have never heard any of these words. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of the is. and of. <coughs> that's half. That's fifty <laughs> percent. The Shroud of what? Turin. Turin. Yeah. Let's go with you. Can see it there. Incorrect. Okay. It is not. It is actually in, I think, a basilica called Giovanni Battista. Turin. Giovanni! Um, <laughs> so this next question, uh, I think it's going to be a no from Danny, but what does this shroud depict? <laughs> Turin? Um, <laughs> yeah, like what? Like, uh, like um, <laughs> God's presence? Kind of, but uh, Ooh, you're, like his you're spirit, not God's spirit? God's spirit? No, no, no. The Holy so, Ghost? I'll tell you. So the Shroud of Turin is a shroud. Google this if, if you haven't seen it, because it's actually quite funny. But it was supposedly a shroud that someone gave Jesus Christ before he was crucified, after he mm-hmm. had carried the cross all this while. Oh and it he like apparently went like, you know, he put it to his face and his face was imprinted on the shroud. Wait, it's so creepy it's, looking. It's considered to be like the only depiction of Jesus. Um, mm. But it, it looks a little odd. This looks like Poseidon, if I'm looking at the right thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> That's right, not right. G- What? Big beard and stuff. And another, this is another one of those types of relics that is highly debated whether it's that's actually so even from that time period. I feel like that's how they whitewashed him. They were like, oh, it's Gandalf. Like, No, no <laughs> quite literally. Also, they have him like covering up his private parts in this. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, okay, that's no points from Danny on that one. Um, but a close game, two to one. All right, uh, Sarah, this one's for you. Egyptian mummies. 
Can you Vatican see it or Vatican can't see it in the Vatican? I don't think so. Incorrect. What? They actually have Egyptian mummies Damn it. at the Vatican. There's a whole, there's a room in one what? of the museums that they have a couple of mummies there just hanging out. Ugh, all those museums blend together. I know yeah. it's kind of bizarre. I don't really understand why they have that was there. My question. I'm like, does the Pope like mummies? I don't know. It's kind of like you know, famously, the British Museum has all these <laughs> incredible artifacts from like India <laughs> that, that they stole. <laughs> yeah, they, stole, yeah, yeah. they just stole them. <laughs> And he's like, hey, can we have those back? Thank you. They're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here is uh, your bonus question, Sarah. Which of these events happened closer together? So I'm going to give you two events and then two events. So okay. death of Cleopatra and the death of Jesus Christ or the construction of the Sistine Chapel to today. Which of these were closer in the timeline? I'm going to go with Cleopatra and Jesus. That is correct, Sarah. Yeah. I just felt like it was going to be something unexpected. Yeah. Do you know how how much time happened between those two? No. <laughs> it was only 60 years. Yeah, that's crazy. What? It all happened right around the same time, supposedly. But the death wow, of Cleopatra wow, big, happened. Uh, big century for that region over there. <laughs> right. The death of, of Cleopatra happened 30 years before the birth of Christ. And Jesus Christ died when he was about 30 or 35, people say. So it was only about 60 years, and the construction of the Sistine Chapel was in 1473. So it's been almost 500 years. Holy shit. 500 years. 500 years. <laughs> a bunch of years. Damn. All right, we have a tie game. Uh, Danny, Ooh. this one's for you. God. The Statue of David. Is that in Vatican? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Correct. Well done. Also, another Wait, one Wait, it those- is? I feel like I saw that. Interesting. Okay. I remember seeing it. Okay, whatever. (laughs) It was there. Um, Jenny, do you know? I thought it was just like in Rome, but not the Vatican. It's there. It's in the Vatican. Cool. Um, Because David is is a figure in the Bible. It's David and Goliath. That whole story comes from. Did not know that. From the Bible. Yeah, it's a religious. I knew David and Goliath. Did not realize that was that David. Okay. Yeah, same David. Okay. All right, Danny, here's your bonus question. What stone is oh, the statue made of? Are you kidding me? I don't, like, <laughs> it's a marble? Correct. Good get, Danny. Okay. <laughs> I was marble. thinking, I'm like, what is shiny stone? Because <laughs> it's shiny, I think? Okay. Yeah. All right. You have four points, Sarah. You have two points. And this is the last question. So, uh, Sarah, you can tie the game or you can lose it here. Oh God! Here it, here it is, the Holy Grail. This is in the Vatican. I don't even think that's a real thing, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> that is correct on yeah. both counts. It is I was going to say <laughs> it's famously been lost to the ages. Now that's, um, if we have questions about that musical, I've seen that. <laughs> it's funny. I was like googling fun facts for the question, and all that came up was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Holy Grail. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> But I did manage to find this one. Um, Sarah, what was drank out of the Holy Grail? I'm I'm like the elixir, the fountain of youth. Oh. Uh, Incorrect. It was just wine. They just drank wine out of it. (laughs) Okay, same thing. Okay, Adele. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. Adele, I'll drink wine out of the fountain of youth. Yeah. Yeah, the Holy Grail, its significance is that it was the grail that Jesus used in the Last Supper. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Where are the notes of authenticity on some of this shit? (laughs) I digress, but. (laughs) And apparently, after he, uh, while he was being crucified, they brought this grail and collected his blood on it. Oh, that's me. I thought I thought you were gonna say they gave him like a final sip, (laughs) a little sip of wine, (laughs) just to go out for the road. He's like, "Um, save that glass for later. (laughs) Wink, wink, wink. wink. (laughs) It's like Rihanna opening the tomb for her newest song. Yeah. All right, well, Danny, you have won today's game. <laughs> you Vatican'd all your way to the top. Well done. I mean, maybe this is because I love the clothes there, because I just want to wear robes. <laughs> maybe that came out to be true. That's got to be it. I mean, I'm glad. Well, that means, I mean, me and Jorge are planning a trip together. Sarah, you can be our tour guide. Oh, yeah. I Well, I, I know less than you, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think when push comes to shove, you will, you will be able to shove your way into knowing more when we get there, because you speak Italiano. 
But um, I mean, if anybody else wants to join this trip, <laughs> let us know at Not Another True Crime Group or just thoughts about anything, the documentary, Italy. We just like to chat there. Or you can DM it to at Not Another True Crime. You can follow me on Instagram at Casper Danny Casper with a K. You can follow me at Sarah Lamine. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.